0: I'm your host Kirk Kinsey, and with me again after a few shows missing is Josh Cacho. Josh, how you been, man?
1: I mean, usually when I you know make it have a disappearance or something along that line, or I miss a show, I come back on a on a lighter note. But you know, unsurprisingly, um, this result is somewhat, about something that we've come to expect throughout this whole season, um, and yeah, you know, definitely something some things we need to talk about, but. As always, good to be back. Good to be talking about football, and you know, and ready to see the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think that end of the season is coming faster than most of us would prefer. But um, I don't think, I don't think it's going uh, into the postseason at this point. Uh, LaFC lose two to one against the Portland Timbers. Um, didn't. I mean, some people may say they played okay. Portland sits and waits to counter. So they're going to, like LAFC is going to have a lot of the ball. They're going to have what looked like a lot of chances. But I don't really feel like they tested Portland all that much tonight. Um, gave up a goal right right before halftime in the first half stoppage time. And then uh, I can't remember what minute that second goal came seventy five or somewhere around there it seems, but um yeah musovski gets a gets like a consolation goal, and here we are um I guess at the time it was an equalizer for musovski um that was pretty good goal, good defensive pressure from moon tracking back and uh great ball from sifu and a good finish from moose, but other than that, there's not a whole lot to talk about in terms of l a f c production um, Josh, what do you think of this lineup tonight? I mean, I think the text messages you sent is probably
1: the most descriptive of what everyone, you and I probably both thought. Um, and it's like, what is actually this lineup? Um, <laughs> because obviously heading into the game, you know, we, we, I believe Rodriguez was listed as, um, questionable with a hamstring issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's anything that anyone had seen leading up to the game, nor had seen any reports. I think he keep, he played the the last game completely.
0: I don't think he put. I don't think he played in that one. No.
1: Did he not play? So he's been out mm-hmm. for, and so, you know, heading into it, you know, you're going to be a little bit shorthanded handed um, as it is, and then again, and the the original injury list is about a mile long this year. Right. yeah and so
0: yeah
1: you you know you you actually have to spend more time trying to actually f- figure out who's available rather than who's hurt um is what it feels like at least at this mm-hmm. time of, of our of our team that we started out the season with um and so obviously heading into the match right you kind of look at the lineup and you're trying to figure out okay who who's actually playing where it looked like we were in about a what four three three again um, with yeah, Edwards playing yeah. on the left wing and um Galena on the right and then Orango through the middle. Um and then you had a mid three of Sifu Cif, uh, Atuesta, and Janella. Um mm-hmm. and then that back four with uh fall on the on the right. Um and you know, again, like we've seen we've seen this team in absence of some of our our um our top players pull out games that they didn't that they didn't probably deserve to win or, or, or at least weren't favored to win. But in this in this particular case, again, you, know, you felt like they kinda all fell back to earth and um you know, in this sense, kind of, this was probably the result that you would expect when you saw who actually started the game.
0: Yeah, it's uh, a bizarre combination of players. Not that any combination of players at this point is is bizarre. Um, I feel like we've seen so many different lineups and so many people played in different positions. Um, LAFC graphic department had it listed as a 5-4-1. You knew it wasn't ever going to be that. Uh, best guess was you know some sort of 5-3-2 five, five, with Sifu and Arongo. It ends up being a 4-3-3 three, three with As you said, Edward's playing on the left wing and Galina on the right. Uh, Mamadou at right back. And uh, I just, I don't, I don't. That starting 11 is an an odd choice for me. I think you have Blessing there. Apparently he's nursing an injury potentially. Uh, He could have played right back for you. Um, You have Moon, who you can play on the right wing uh, which if he doesn't have any defensive responsibilities, I think he's, I think he's pretty good. And I mean, he's certainly a large part of the goal today um for his defensive work up, up the field. Uh But yeah, I mean, still, it still looks like the same team out there, no matter, no matter what Rubik's cube formation Bob tries to play. Um, so yeah, I, you drop points, and it honestly just looks like half of these guys are you know kind of along along the ride along for the ride with you, saying all right, season's almost over. Let's just let's we'll just finish this up and move on. It was good to see Atuesta back in the lineup, but it's not like it changed anything drastically. Uh, there's still just not enough pieces around him. The one thing that I will say, Josh, is. This team hasn't played with a DP in weeks um, and that's obviously an issue so I don't know who you blame jt I guess um, but that's that's a that's a problem that's a big problem
1: yeah I mean you know this given the way that roster construction works and and how the salary cap works you know you're you're going to be in a bad place if you are missing your your DPs for this this long, right? I mean, again, how many, how many total games? How, has there been a game where we saw all three of them on the field at the same time?
0: I think there were a couple in July when Rodriguez first came back. I think they played a couple, you know, a couple halves together.
1: Right. And then, you know, but again, not enough to get rhythm, not enough to get mm-hmm. a sense of, you know, like, to really get a, a full sense of what they what they could possibly do together. I mean, maybe we we should have already known that, given given what we've seen in the past. But again, you know, a lot of times, you know, seasons are, you know, in salary cap leagues, seasons are you know are are made and or broken depending on health, and it's something that we haven't been able we, we haven't been able to sustain, um, especially with our our uh top running players <clears throat> whether that's on them for you know the the their fitness levels you know heading into the season or partially with you know Fisher congestion due to covid you know like all of these are potential factors that lead into it but at the same time I still think from an organizational standpoint you have to do better right like Seattle's gone and missed you know their designated players for you know large amounts of time, right? Ladero, I think, is out right now again, but yet they're still finding ways to get it done. You know, sometimes in the most ugly ways. But you know, again, the 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 drop off tends not to be nearly as drastic due to the presence of of their uh, academy system. But again, it's not like we haven't had some time to try and make make something work. But again, from from an organization top to bottom, those things aren't necessarily in, in place at this point to, with, you know, to withstand the loss of one of your top guys, right. At least right, in the way right. they've seen from other teams.
0: Yeah. I mean, where they had a lot of, a lot of strength in the middle of the roster before and could have weathered the storm without DPs. That's just not there. Um, as soon as you get past the DPs, you're kind of looking around and it's a lot of new guys. I mean, Atuesta is the best. The best example of a guy that doesn't cost you as much, but uh, outperforms his contract. But aside from that, I mean, who you could point to? Blessing potentially. Obviously, Chicho is, is one of them now, but uh, Blessing is unavailable. Uh, Murillo hasn't been good. Segura's hurt. Palacios is just whatever janela is underperforming his massive contract sifu has been he was you know he was really hot at the at the beginning of the summer and now it seems like um he can't find his stride again um and i it's so there's like the middle of that roster is just completely missing and so you end up with guys like edwards and galena and some other you know ibeaga on the on the field altogether, and that's about what it looks like a bunch of guys who uh, have either been warming benches somewhere in MLS or playing decent minutes in USL. And that's, that's the roster that they're going with right now. So as we move into the off season, there's, there's questions, any question you have about Bob Bradley, you should also be asking of John Thornton. That's not meant to absolve Bob uh, at all because I, you and I have documented for months now what we think is wrong tactically and, and from a player selection um, lens as well. But I mean, JT is definitely on the hook for putting together a, a roster that's, that's too thin and incapable of stringing wins together. Um, Should we talk about some of the goals and then just get straight into questions, Josh? Yeah. So the first goal is uh, kind of classic LAFC set piece in, in the Timbers half and uh counterattack right down our throats. The ball is floated in over the back line. It's not cleared. Well, nobody tracks the runner. Uh, the goal scorer Jimmy Chara runs right in front of Mamadou fall and kind of splits him and, and Mario, I think it was, or Ipeaga one of the two, but to me, it just looks like, you know, fall is too central and he's recovering from being up the, up the pitch. Uh, it looks like a right back. Who's, actually a center back, which in this case is exactly what happened. Um, I don't know what Blackman could have done any any more to save that ball, but I don't know if you saw anything else on that goal.
1: No, I mean, again, it's this game feels a lot like, you know, large portions of the game playing fairly solid, followed by huge mistakes that are incredibly costly. Right? It would be like, you know, again it was it and again when you're not scoring at will the way you were in two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. right? Those costly mistakes lose games. Whereas you know, in the past those are you know, this maybe maybe you win the game four three. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or three two because your your scoring output um, at that point. You know, can can overcome some of those deficits that we've seen that we've seen on the field, or at least those big mistakes. Um, Yeah, because this 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 lineup and this team has been no stranger to you know to big to big errors that are big costly errors from the inception of the team, right? It's like playing extremely well, and then Orta hits a back pass to no one, Mm -hmm. right? Or Mm -hmm. or you know. Just you know, marking, you know the some of the things that happen to Mark. Tyler Anthony Miller Gay comes off someone, his line
0: and, and is completely absolutely. lost multiple times. Absolutely, right? it happens. Simon gambles and, uh, mm-hmm. I mean that's you see it again from from Mario tonight a that big time mistake on that second goal. Like yeah. man, just get in front of him and delay. You're the last mm-hmm. man for forty yards. Just delay, uh, and he comes across trying to make a tackle and gets gets passed up, and they score off a... uh, It was either going to be a goal originally or they, you know, bounces off the post and Espria buries it, so...
1: Yeah. You know, and we've seen... You know, we've seen these types of teams, you know, in in world football, you know, still still figure things out because, again, they can score at Mm -hmm. will, right? Mm -hmm. But this team hasn't been able to do that, and when you can't score consistently... Yet at the same time, continue to make big mistakes, regardless of how well you've played for eighty, ninety percent of the game. Yeah. Again, you're you're basically Tottenham, right? So apologies yeah. to my my Spurs fans out there, but right. But those are, you know, it's 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 you know, you you just wet the bed at the worst and most inopportune yeah. moments.
0: Can I say something about that? Play. Actually, I don't know. You may not have seen it. One Ten Football put out uh, this graphic yesterday and said what. If you could change one result, one LAFC result, what would it be? And the three choices were the first El Trafico, the Zlatan game. It was the Seattle game from the playoffs. And I'm trying to think of what the third one was. Surprisingly, it was not the CCL game, um, the CCL final. I can't remember what the second one was. And all I could think to myself was similar to Tottenham. I'm like, this is just a massive L. Like Mm -hmm. we're out here on social media asking like what, what change, what result would we change? Like, no, all you're doing is proving that this team pisses away big games all the time, like all the time. Um, So don't, 110 football, if you're listening, please stop with that. Go find something else. Like I, I get, I get you're going for engagement, but stop posting your own L's. On Twitter, you can't be doing that, um, man. I wish I could think of that third one. I'll have to look it up. But uh, when you look back over the past four years, like LAFC has choked away huge games time and time again, and this year it's just—I mean, it's not even—it's not even—you can't even say choking games away anymore because how often do we even have the lead to give away? Um, we've dropped plenty of points from the lead when we do manage to get a lead, we, we do give it away, but man, it just looks like us chasing our tails, uh, for the past couple of months here. So,
1: yeah. So, I mean, but, uh, but when you really think about it, right, the, that Spurs analogy really becomes a thing, right? Because you have a hundred percent. Yeah. Right. You have that, that, high, that high, when you're scoring tons of goals right under Pochettino with, with Harry Kane and son, just, you know, scoring at will all is well and good. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you have these, you know, you have you're going to hit a weird patch where people start to figure you out, where people don't, you know, where people can make those adjustments to stop you, you know. And then how do you win an ugly? How do you win? Are you able to win an ugly game? Yeah. Right. One, nothing or two, one or whatever, may be, you know, and this team hasn't quite figured out how to how to gut out some of these games yet. I think some of the pieces are definitely there to be able to do it long-term but again i think that's why i think so much of this comes back to the roster build and kind of the personalities that you kind of put all together and the talent that you put out together, you know to be fair um and to me more of this falls on on thorington than it does anyone else Yeah, you know, like i said i i i think we've been pretty consistent about holding account to the front office as a you know Mm-hmm. probably number one as opposed to you know again the coaching staff whereas you know obviously there's some moves that we've been we've been unable to f- defend but at the same time you can only do so much with with what you've been given right and this this again they said if it's a one-off and you know we see some of these little things you know that come about but when when you know that some of these guys have obvious weaknesses, but then there isn't you know again, like how many big mistakes have we seen Mario make this year, yeah right yeah like again if it, if it's one, it's a whole different story, but we're talking about about six to seven games that he's lost single handedly
0: hundred percent, yeah, and right, the funny thing is um going back to that CCL final now that we're talking like now that we've kind of mentioned both these things is francisco janella had a terrible showing on the second goal from from tigres right uh, where he just doesn't he puts in a half challenge and doesn't really do anything to get goal side of the ball again and they end up scoring um and he's rightfully pilloried and now is labeled as kind of like this lazy player who doesn't defend uh, with any effort or well at all. And Mario this season has been just abysmal when it comes to one-on-one defending. He's bailed us out a couple times, sure, but I feel like if anybody on that back line is ever going to give up a goal, it's it's going to be him. Um, and again, you saw tonight, he's got the weird thing early in the season against the Galaxy. Uh, give, I think, was he the one against the NYCFC as well? Or was that mm-hmm. out to West? I can't remember. That to I mean, West now? Just multiple multiple occasions if you go back. I think you are right. It's probably six or seven big-time goals that he's kind of left holding the bag on. And if, if you ask me how many people from this starting 11 should be starting next season, at the beginning of next season, I think I can point at two, maybe three. I'm trying to think through this on the fly here. Let me see. Arango Chico. Atuesta. I, I mean, Atuesta is going to be gone, so I say no. Oh, yeah. Like you, you. In, in all honesty, they should sell him. Otherwise, he's going to walk for free. Um, I guess maybe they have until the end of next year, so maybe they wait until the summer market. But. uh so Chicho, Palacios probably, and Fall. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, maybe maybe Sifu is a starter. Uh, I you know I I I buy that. Especially if if Atuesta's gone, then it's it's probably Sifu. So you know three maybe four tops. Um, I don't think <laughs> at this point I don't know if any DPS are even coming back. I don't know why they would. Um, if they have any leverage to go. So, man, it's 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 slim. It is slim. And then the, the crazy thing is you look at the bench, and it's like, all right, who's there? Blessing? Duke? Who isn't? I, I wouldn't call him even next year, like a an every-game starter, but that's about yeah, it.
1: I mean, the, the crazy thing is this team, you know, had been one of the deepest we've seen in a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Right at a certain point when you have guys like Lee Wynn coming, you know Lee Win was fighting for for game time in that 2019 yeah. season, right? Like, yeah. you know, like because because Blessing and Mac were playing so well in the midfield that you, yeah, you you know they, they were undroppable at points because their press was so effective.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but no, but I think you're right. Like, again, it, you know, it's it's definitely less than half. Right. Our, our lock on, lock on targets. Undoubtedly. Right. And if you're talking about turning over half your roster, right. I don't know what your expectation level is going to be, but again, the thing is, I feel like the majority of our signings have all had to be reactionary, right? There's no, there, it doesn't feel like the, you know, like most of what we've done has been something that's come from, oh, this is a part of our master plan. Right, like mm-hmm. you have to bring in a Rongo because your front three just is, you know, was, you know, had n- no ability to put the ball in the back of the net. Right, yeah. we had already seen that that three wing, you know, those three wingers just couldn't quite figure out how to work together. Right, so again, and to me, it's like I just feel like when you don't start the season, you know, again, maybe this is this says something more about the structure of Major League Soccer but if you don't start the season out with the guys that you expect to finish with i'm not sure what what your season outlook is going to be like right yeah. i think it's especially, one thing well, especially
0: like, if those guys are that you're going to depend on are supposed to be like the big time contributors like yeah. you started the season knowing that you're probably going to move Rossi in the in the summer you didn't know what Brian Rodriguez's status was you probably knew that Carlos wasn't Super happy. Um, you didn't know that he was going to be injured and then just say, I'm not coming back, which is honestly what I believe at this point. Um, mm-hmm. You can tweet all your hate at me, but are you telling me Carlos Vela wants to be back right now? I huh. Mark anthony yeah. K wasn't happy. Uh, man, I mean, how many pieces have they moved on from this year that started the season, like you said, as you're starting eleven. So, sorry.
1: Uh, I mean, and you. so that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know what your long-term outlook is. If, if your entire plan heading into the season was like, well, we'll have to see what happens with certain guys. Like, you know, what, what organization, what business succeeds? If, like, well, we have to see what happens for us to make the next move. Right? Like, no, you have to have, you know, you have to be five, six, seven steps ahead. Of the game, right? Understanding like this is what this is, you know or just be proactive about it. Like guys don't want to be here. Go fine. Let's let's move people on. And again, but I think there that it's when the desire to make sure that you sell on at a higher rate now conflicts with your desire to win, right? Because like I said, if the if the goal was to win, you probably move on from Rossi and and, and Rodriguez a year ago. <laughs> Two yeah. years ago, yeah, right, and then you head into the season with it with it with a retool team built around Carlos Vela with two new dps to surround him with you know, and then you and then you go from there, right, and like yeah. you don't head in you know four or five weeks in the season realizing, oh, this isn't gonna work, and then try and rebuild the roster on the fly because how often you know like, oh, we need this piece, and then someone would go down now we have to s- sign. You know Igbeha, or we have to see we have to sign Karango, yeah. or we have to sign this person because now we're in a crisis at the you know you' you're that's just survival right so at this mm-hmm. point, I don't know why we were expecting this team to thrive when all really what well, when the signs are all pointing that we they just they're just trying to you know to they're just trying to survive yeah so,
0: well, and i mean it goes like that goes back to so as much as uh as, as hard of a time as we've given JT and I feel like he's who we focused on in this, in this episode here, like that goes, do, do Bob and JT talk? Like, do they talk about these signings? Does like coming into the year, does Bob tell him, Hey, we need, I, you know, I'm planning on moving to to three at the back more frequently based on X, Y, Z that I've seen from our midfield and from our forwards or from, you know, these, these center backs that we have in place, because as we start, I we, I felt like we talked about it every single week at the beginning of the year. Uh, hey, if you keep playing three center backs and we only have three center backs on the roster, there's going to be problems. Right. And so then you get into this reactive loop, like you, like you're talking about where you got to go out and you're promoting Mamadou fall from the lights and you're bringing in Ibiaga and one of those works and one doesn't seem to, you know, Ibeaga seems about as advertised a, a backup MLSer. Um, so like if that, if, did you guys talk about anything at the beginning of the season other than loaning out Brian Rodriguez? Cause Bob doesn't like him? I, I. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It. It's not clear to me that they are on the same page with this. And maybe that's where the problem is, is, Maybe they already knew that Bob was going to be moving on one way or another at the end of the season's at the end of the season cuz his contract was up so John started planning for things on his own. And so you already see guys like doing different things. I I have no idea. It's just me trying to explain <laughs> the madness and I don't know if it's coming off at all. But uh anything else here Josh before we get into questions?
1: No, let's get
0: into it. All right. So first one from Michael Peck, at Mike E. Peck. Edwards heard your JAG comment and showed up to this game. He's referring to last episode. I called him a JAG. Uh, Needs to be better, but his speed made an impact on several plays. Chicho works better when he has another true forward to work off of. Cheeky looked dangerous. Duke deserves more minutes, and we better not sell out to Westa. I just have two things here. Uh, Edwards, I think, looks good at moments because he's just willing to drive the ball forward. Unlike so many of our players, you know, I feel like that's something you, you and I have hit in the last month or so, where we need players that are okay driving the ball at the back line and then making a decision afterward. And that was not Mark Anthony K. It hasn't been Latif blessing. Um, Duke has been okay with it. Sifu has, you know, been pretty good at it, but he never lays off the ball. Um, as much as we called for shots from distance, I feel like... <laughs> He might take too many liberties with that, and then on the whole Latuesta thing, we kind of addressed it here. But you have to sell him because he's he's not going to sign again. So you're going to have to sell him at some point to to cash out. You got anything for Michael here?
1: Yeah, I mean, Edwards is a guy that does work extremely hard, right? And you know, gives you everything he's got. But again, he's not he's not changing a game. Yep. Right. So, you know, again, unfortunately, because of the way that Major League Soccer works, you know, like there's going to be a good quarter of your team that's just another guy. Right. The question is how many of those just another guys can make an impact at their at their salary cap level. Yeah. Right. And when you can get those guys that you've never heard of to impact a game. Right. And he's a guy that that has that ability in 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 moments, but you can't you can't be reliant on it nor trust it to, yeah. to be the enemy. The, and, and so we're unfortunately at a place where we're expecting those types of guys to be our match winners, right? Yeah. Because the guys that are, that are, we're paying to do that are just aren't there.
0: To me, Edwards is, uh, fine as your fifth or sixth winger or your fifth or sixth midfielder. Um, He's not a defender. I know. I know. We keep playing him there. We didn't tonight. But um, if he's the guy, if he's not the first midfield sub off the bench, you're probably okay. The guy that you bring in for five minutes to kill time and save somebody and bail somebody out who's cramping. But other than that, I don't know what else you're going to get from him. All right, Lionel Hutz at from cheap seat. We should continue playing Romero despite his mistakes. Soft goal allowed by Blackman, who looks stiff. Let Romero develop. I was honestly surprised to see Blackman thrown into the lineup here. I mean, I know he's kind of like this shiny new toy that we brought in from England, but, um, you know, and I, I thought he looked fine, but here we go again on this goalkeeping carousel where I can't tell you why Romero was pulled. I don't think we're losing games because of him, but Josh. What, what's your take here on on goalkeepers? Yeah, I mean, honestly,
1: it's like if you could just take one, you know, like certain skills from each of the guys that we've stuck back there and put them all into one, like you don't, you're never gonna lose another game in Major League Soccer. The franking because Keeper, they, yeah, yeah, because they've all kind of brought something to the table, but all tend to just be lacking in certain departments you know um again who who knows what the situation is what's going on that you know they tend to just play who's who's hot whoever looks good in practice as opposed to having you know that consistency and have guys fight through it you know they look at it almost more of like a hockey situation you know is how yeah. they're going to run their yeah. goalkeeping room um you know whereas we we tend to look at it more from like, it's our, he's like their quarterback, you know, that we need to have that, that consistency back there to marshal things together, especially mm-hmm. in the absence of a guy like like Segura. Um, but, you know, I thought he was fine. You know, I, I like how aggressive he is to the ball. Like, he comes off his line really well, yeah. gets down, you know, those types of things. I didn't see enough of how he plays with his feet to make it determination on that. I thought, you know, thus far Romero had been probably the best at that of the guys that have been available, you know, yeah. him and system I mean, again, so
0: against a team that isn't really going to press, it doesn't like, it doesn't make yeah. a difference really. Like you're not, you're not passing the ball back to him under a lot of pressure because Portland isn't interested in, <laughs> in pressing into, into our half. Right. So yeah, I mean, you are going to have a hard time judging what his feet look like against, against a team like Portland. Now maybe against the galaxy, it's a little bit different in a couple of days, but I couldn't tell you that Blackman's starting that game. I can't even tell you that Romero's starting that game now. I don't know if Cisniega yeah. is does Cisniega still have a pulse like he's <laughs> it's like you said there's no rhyme or reason it seems to other than oh well this guy's playing pretty well right now, but we talked about at the beginning of the season how they were doing these weird goal kicks because they don't trust Cisniega's feet and then all of a sudden it's like all right Uh, Romero's in and now we're good. Now we're playing with our feet. And then all of a sudden Blackman is signed out of nowhere and he's thrown straight into the lineup. So who, who knows the funniest thing about this is goalkeeper seems to be the one position that Bob doesn't want people to be here for like a month before he plays them. Right. He just, he Blackman shows up and you got it kid. You're in the lineup. (laughs) Oh, It's just, it's weird. It's so weird to me. Like most things,
1: it feels incredibly reactionary in terms of how we're approaching it, as opposed to again, yeah, what it, what is the actual yep. plan, and is there a plan? What are we What are we doing to stay to it and address it, and those types of things? Like we've, you know, we we've seen it at times in that you know, and and them holding to it, but again, a lot of what we see now is just just seems like you're just scrambling to just you know, to just make some you know to put something out there, yeah, and hope it works.
0: I mean the charitable explanation here is that LAFC has fielded phone calls about Romero already, which wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. I mean, he's played well in MLS and he's you know, he keeps being linked to the El Salvadoran national team. So it wouldn't surprise me if somebody's calling about him. Um, and now they want to get Blackman in place before the before they move him in the winter. So who knows? Donuts at Steely Zidane. Oh, uh, Mario is Simón 2.0 with that risky Yolo defending. Josh,
1: I mean, at least Simón hit bangers, you know, to win to beat the Sounders. <laughs> you know, like you know, like first goal the, thing, in California, yeah, and it was a beauty. I mean, the thing about the about Simón, right? For yeah, yeah, he did the he he had those moments where. He had some of the yellow defending, but you have Zimmerman behind him to clean up the mess, you know, and I think he knew it, right? Like he knew that when, when, when he could take risks because he knew that Walker was going to be behind him or not even just those guys. He also knew that Harvey and Beta weren't flying up the field, single, you know, all the time. So then he, you know, he, he would take the risk when, when the, when the opportunity presented itself. Right. But at the same time, you also, you know, at least prior to that little weird, you know, to the that point in the season where he where he was kind of trying to force his way out. Right. Mm -hmm. Because because he wanted to go back home and be with his family and those types of things. Um, You know, I will say, like, he he's a guy that everyone respected in terms of him being a leader. Right. I mean, he's he's a better captain than Bella has been. In terms of just being able to get guys motivated and get it's a guys, low Josh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I mean it's something, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like you got the sense that people people wanted to play hard for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, it's it's unfortunate that he left on the terms that he did, you know. But again, if it's but it's for, if it's for your kid, you know, like now being in that situation, I get it, right? Like, yeah. You know, like you, you'll do whatever you have to do, if, you know, if, you, if you're, you know, to make things work for your kids. And so, you know, now when you kind of look at it this way, but Mario, Mario does some of that same stuff without any of the other, you know, intangibles that I felt like someone brought to the table. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. It's like, it's like whack-a-mole with this team, man. He seems like he's going to be the answer to the whole Zimmerman mistake that we made and then just falls apart. Um, ah, The Zimmerman deal, man. It's crazy to think about all the ripples that had. All right. The shoe at Paul T. Greco. Hey guys, give us some, uh, something positive about the show. Has it grown? Uh, Who selected the opening song? So First of all, thank you for this question, because it's a little more fun to talk about the show sometimes and the the logistics behind it than it is about continuously losing. Um, So the show has grown. Uh, We've kind of plateaued this season. We were on a pretty steady trajectory. Uh, Still some growth here this season, but I think people are less excited to consume LAFC content this year. Um, So I figured I'd just read off some of the stuff. Uh, Josh, can you guess what the number one country where our podcast is listened to is? Um, Canada. No, it's it's the United States, Josh. Can you yeah. guess the second one? And then I'll just read them off here.
1: Um, You're
0: not going to guess it. French Guiana. Mm, Belgium. Interesting, Apparently, Lorenz Simon is a big fan. <laughs> That's why I had had
1: to be kind to him in this episode because of our Belgium.
0: Better go revise those statements, my friend. Uh, Third is Ireland. Fourth, Singapore. Fifth, Vietnam. Uh, Sixth is the UK. Seventh, Australia. Shout out to LAFC Australia for uh, holding it down. Eighth is when Canada comes in. uh, Ninth is Mexico. Tenth is Brazil. And we have 40 we have 30 other countries listed here and I, I'm going to get to them all right now. Germany, Libya, Russia, Norway, Barbados, France, Indonesia, Colombia, uh, Argentina, Austria, Israel, Netherlands, uh, Uruguay, Romania, Japan, Bahrain, Czech Republic, Croatia, Greece, Cambodia, Spain, Switzerland, Philippines, Honduras, Dominican Republic. Shout out to Makquisqueanos down there. Uh, the uh, Iran, tanzania chile sweden and paraguay 40 different countries were in josh
1: yeah i mean given how much i love el tree i'm surprised we don't have more mexican listeners but you know
0: yeah what's going on
1: you Uh, know i mean or at least at least we should get a few a few of those a few extra listeners just because how much we hate greg barhalter so
0: (laughs) a few hate listens um Uh, yeah. And the opening song, uh, I pulled some license-free music, um, from, I think it was Google. It may have just been from Apple GarageBand, to be honest with you. Just a simple loop and loaded it up. So if you hate the music, let us know, uh, and we can maybe see about changing it. Uh, if you like it, we'll keep it, but you know, whatever. That's, that's what it is. So, um I did listen I I I listened to the playback on the episode not too long ago just to check for quality and I was kind of like, "Nah, I wonder if that music is any good or not." But ultimately, I have no idea. Uh I have too many kids to know what's cool anymore. All right. Josh Danniness at Danniness. Time to surrender all critical faculties and just immerse yourself in the magic of the ambiance at least for home games. The front office destroyed the roster and team. I feel like I feel like this is pretty good. Yeah, like
1: if you go to an LA, you know, like we went to the the dismantling of LAFC in that one yeah. SKC game, right? And you know, outside of my my the the, the genesis of my love for Mountain Dew Fall, um, really, that's probably the only takeaway you can have from most of these LFC games. Now it's like. When you go to a game at the bank, the atmosphere is is second to none. Yeah, But at the same time, the mystique of what you usually see on the field is completely out the door. And again, it's largely because of the way that the front office have handled things.
0: Again, a a true testament to the fact that it is not just fans uh, and kind of Los Angeles clingers, um, as we all know, can kind of be, you know, angelinos so we tend to check out when things aren't great so it's a true testament to what the supporters have built there that it's still a great atmosphere and a great time when you're sitting in the 3252 or just in the stadium in general during a during a match where things typically are not going well somber Amarath at somber amarath. hashtag bob out and you can take thorrington with him and the garbage mentality they've still this club again it's it's We've we've talked about this over and over and over. Um, don't necessarily disagree. Christopher Colonna at LAFC 2021. Here are some questions. Do you think Bob and Thorrington know just how much they are hated by at least part of the fan base? Do you think they even have one clue how many people want them gone because of uh, how competent they are at their jobs? If they did know, would they even care? Josh?
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I, we, they often get lumped together, right? But I, mm-hmm. I feel like one makes the other jobs harder and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the, the, the way in which Bob wants to play requires a certain, a certain set of guys to put on the field, which probably makes it difficult on JT at times to have to deal yeah. with some of the, per, you know, trying to put those personalities together that make sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, like Bob can only work with what he's given with. Um, whether they actually care or not, I think as a, you know, like I think they're, they're generally aware of everything. It's what the, what we've learned from, from the inner workings of LAFC, like they're hyper aware (laughs) of the things that happen, you know, of the things that are said and go on in the vicinity of the club. Because again, like it is very much, the ecosystem is not big enough for them not to care. Right, right. If right. if you're the Lakers, if you're anything involved with the NFL, right, all news is good news, yeah. Right, because you just want you know the, it's just about eyes, right. Like you don't really care about the random person that's hating because what is it? The fans and haters all pay, pay all pay the same price of admission,
0: right. right, right.
1: But in the case of LaFC, when you have you know, again, when you when your when your bottom line is affected by some of the things that are said in the ecosystem, um, you, you they you know again you have to be kind of aware of some of these things that are happening and uh, that are being said. And so, um, yeah, I mean, whether or not they actually are going to pay attention, I mean, whether or not it affects decisions, whole different story. But they are definitely aware of whether on of what. We of what the general cons- you know consensus is um, in the Twitter sphere. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, Katie, KT Burris, 2016. I'm going to need you to talk me through this again. Um. Well, hopefully, Katie, we've done that. <laughs> hopefully, we haven't uh, driven you to the point of insanity by just repeating things over and over and over all season long. But, uh, LaFC has some significant problems again it probably starts with the roster build and the the fact that you can't get three dps on the same field in four years uh, of this of this team that's a problem and this year it's you know all those chickens have come home to roost where you don't have any of them on the field uh, the initial Tam splurge that you had as a as a um as a as a brand new franchise in MLS is all it's over all that money's been all that money is dried up and um you see it by how the the middle of this roster has been hollowed out over the past 2 years and i think uh if you if you want a good example or if you want a good explanation on that uh the the podcast what's that one called Josh from Paul Tenorio and Sam Stagecoach
1: Um, allocation disorder,
0: allocation disorder. You can find it in the total shocker, total soccer show, um, feed. If you go back a couple months, you can find their episode on LAFC and and how they're managed, how their roster has gone. And then you see Bob trying to fit a lot of square pegs and round holes on the field. Uh, and not only does that angered a lot of the players, but it's also led to poor results. Next one, we gotta get through these, Josh. We're going super long. Eric at Grimm is four twenty. No margin done. This is in response to the prompt here saying that the the margin just keeps getting more and more thin all the time. Uh does this team make the playoffs? Yes or no? Go. Nope. Don't disagree. Jonathan at Buzology, thoughts on the new guys? I thought Galena looked fine. I mean, he's pretty speedy, had a couple shots on goal, but you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna save this team. Um, again, if Edwards is your fifth or sixth attacker, uh, you know, if Galim is your fourth or fifth attacker, then you're probably okay. But right now he's like the second attacker. So anything else on the, on that one, Josh?
1: I mean, he stretches the field vertically, you know, you know, it's a, it's a nice piece to have, you know, when you have a full complement. but again, like you're saying, no one that's going to save you at this point.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Messi's not walking through that door, Josh. Tom Kamaleri at BroncoFan07. Danny Rojas was at the game. Why shouldn't he get subbed in? For him, football is life. For us, life is Raheem Edwards going 99 minutes.
1: <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. The unfortunate thing is that our team looks a lot more like relegation-bound AFC Richmond than anything else. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, if if there's ever a comparison, look at that one because that's how we're playing. Is a team that, again, probably shouldn't, remain in the top flight
0: you know i feel like now we need to go through this because you you even have like the uh kind of full of himself handsome guy Braun rodriguez who doesn't want to be there he's involved with a weird loan um i don't know who the old crusty guy is um yeah i don't know harvey's too nice to be that guy yeah yeah he's he's definitely not not roy kent but um Interesting. Maybe, maybe we'll have to do one of these episodes coming up here. Uh, a comparison between the two. Um, the Bacchanal at the Bacchanal. I, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. If I'm saying it wrong, please let me know. Also was in 32 uh, thirty two fifty two tonight. That sure looked like a handball in real time. Sorry, still angry and on the train home. Why is Bryce Duke on the bench until the end of the game when he's proven to be our most creative player? What is the plan... Where is the logic? Come on the show and tell us. <laughs> you, Josh, I, I I mean, I'm I agree. I'm I mean I'm lost. we've we've spent
1: countless hours trying to answer those very questions for the last however long. So
0: Seems if obvious. someone
1: the second that we actually are able to find that out, I feel like it's one of those things where the world will just kind of end at that, that particular moment.
0: <laughs> right, And the last one, uh, okay, I'm officially hashtag Bob out there. Zero, uh, it says X code for Edward to be starting. I don't know what that, am I reading that wrong, Josh? Am I?
1: I don't know. It's uh, new language.
0: Yeah, especially when he's expected to finish our best chances. How was Palacios taken off the field and Edwards left in? Again, Goes back to weird subs from Bob. That's another thing that we've hammered upon. Um, we don't, we don't get it. If if Josh and I were making the subs, it, it, they wouldn't look like this. But uh, we're not the ones on the sideline. So what are you gonna yeah. do? I
1: mean, I will say Bob is pretty old school in the sense that he's probably rewarding guys who, who probably act and train like they care. Edwards will always give you that. Don't. And you know, again, I'm not yeah. sure we see that same fire under Palacio, so maybe that's part of it. Right,
0: right. All right. Uh, we are coming up on our 100th episode. For everybody that reached out and said you'd be willing to record a segment, thank you. Uh, again, the plan is to do you know three- to five-minute segments with just as many fans and people involved with LAFC as possible. We want it to be something that's timeless, so it'll be – you know, just like you sharing your favorite L E F C memory. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna compile all those. It's gonna take me probably a couple of weeks to record them all with you guys. So if I'm I'm hoping to get started in the next few days on that. So please check your DMs and emails uh and I'll coordinate with you to get you uh, recorded and then I'll put together that episode. And as soon as we release episode 99, I'll go ahead and release episode 100 um, around the same time. Um, you can follow the show at counterpress underscore me at Kirkinzie Josh, LAC Josh on Twitter. All right. All traffic will come in up this weekend. Everybody take a few breaths. It's going to be all right, even though LFC is bad. <laughs> so we'll talk to you all then. Bye. <laughs>